You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, ready sisters? sisters? Sisters, welcome back. Hi, sisters. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back. If this is your first episode, I am Scout. I am Mads. And we are the sisters behind OKSIS Podcast. Yes. We are currently in New York. We've been here all week. God damn, guys. I can't believe tomorrow is our last day. Well, when you're hearing this, this is our last day. Yeah. Isn't that sad? I it feel is like very sad. It went by so quickly. I mean, the weather has been fortuitous. Is that a word? hope so i think it is i think that's what we're gonna pretend it is um it has been just immaculate out here i did not it's like warmer than la (laughs) i did not need to bring my huge pepper yeah we have just been really riding off the high of the polar vortex that happened last week every person we talked to in the city was like thank Thank god God you were here last week yeah like we really lucked out it's been sun shining i mean i mean I think we brought the sunshine. I think it's us. I think, I think it, that's the reason it's, it. it's warm here in New York City is because we're in town. Yeah, that's very true. So what's your what's your favorite part of the trip so far? Um, Drinking wine with you every night. Yes. Oh, oh this kind of segues into what I wanted to talk about. I have a new term. Okay. That I would like to introduce. Okay, what is to it? To the OKSIS population. Retox. Retox. So it's the opposite of detox. Okay. So essentially, you're just doing something really fun for your body that is not particularly great. Like eating a pizza? Yes. That is a high retox moment. Question. Did you Drinking wine every night. Did you make retox. up this word? No. Fuck, I should have remembered really where should I have found just claimed it. it. Oh, so, uh, uh, we're going to go uh, patent it. We're going to copyright it. Copyright. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to put oh a patent on this term. <laughs> so, hey, so retox. Retox. So all of the wine we've been drinking. All the wine. Trip. And you know what? Why I like this term and I, uh, a, synonym, a synonym to it is glow down. So instead of a glow up, it's a, it's a glow down. And that comes from glowing up the podcast. But um, retox. So what I like about it is it just makes you own the moments that might have some shame surrounding them, but it strips it of that. And I think we get way too bogged down in the like, Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed that I ate this pizza. I'm so like ashamed. I I don't feel great. I obviously don't feel great, but now I have to detox and just like get back to my routine. Why not just like call it a retox, call it a retox, call it for what it is. Some of us just need to retox. And that is, this is like self care, but what you digest. No, it could be anything. It could be like frying your hair by straightening it a lot. You know what I mean? Like it could be anything that's like not really like healthy, healthy. Sure. But it's necessary. And some of us 
like to indulge. And it's an indulgement. Indulgement. Sorry. That's a good way to put it. It's a self-indulgement. And everybody has their indulging moments. Yeah. But it just takes away the shame. Yes. Which okay, I think I is a great attitude. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, this week, lots of retalks. Why isn't that our word of the week? Oh, sorry. Well, I have another one prepared, okay. so we're going to do it. Okay, the word of the week is jaunty. It means having or expressing a lively, cheerful, and self-confident manner. And here is it used in a sentence. This is like the funniest sentence. Oh, God. There Wait, where is this from? Like dictionary.com? Yeah. Oh, God. There was no mistaking that jaunty walk. <laughs> Wait, why was that funny? I think it's so funny. You don't think it's funny? Oh, my God. There so was no mistaking that jaunty walk. Let's go. Okay, you're leaving me hanging over here. I have no idea why you think that's funny. Really? I think it's hilarious. Oh my Sounds God. Did so funny. Did you write the dictionary.com no, sentences? No, this is the one that came up when I Googled it. This is so your humor, which is just like not really humor. Okay, mom <laughs> thinks I'm really funny, okay? So I have fans out there. Wait, I like really, can you explain to me why it's funny? I don't that understand. Walk. I think it's because you're saying it that way. Just say it normally. No, that's yeah, not exactly. the point of the sentence. Does it say beforehand? It just say it in a like suggestive it just manner. Ja- it jaunty is just bringing out all the feels for oh me. Dear God. Okay. It's um, such a such a lively word. It is a lively word. I think. Uh, I think I exhibit some jauntiness. You do. I don't know if I do. I'm not very lively. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a hard pass. But I am self confident. I am self confident. You are self confident, but it's the liveliness that kind of like makes me question your jauntiness. You know oh, I mean? thanks for yeah, questioning I mean. my jauntiness. Yeah, there's a lot to question. <laughs> oh my god, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Oh Good gosh. Anyway, so yeah, we're uh, into your perfume our dates. Hit us up. We're big foodies, as we've like mentioned many times, and like love wine. So, uh, wine bars. We still haven't gone to a wine bar. We, we've drinking <sighs> enough wine. We don't need to go to a wine bar. I know, but I like the ambiance. You know me and the ambiance. Yeah, you've been picking out some really good spots. Of course, I always do. Yeah, you're the best travel expert ever. Thanks. Um, okay, let's get into this episode, you guys. Yeah, we are stoked on these ladies. <sighs> guys, these are. These are like the next big thing. Big entrepreneurial entrepreneurial duo. duo. They're going to take the world by storm. I'm so excited to see them take off. So we interviewed the founders of Great Jones, which is a modern cookware company. I And if you've just seen them on Instagram and their branding. Impeccable. I mean, it goes beyond the branding because they have created a very um, unbelievable product. Uh, product at such you hear reasonable price. Then they told us the price for if you purchase all of their products and scout gas. I literally lost it. Yeah. I was I was in disbelief. Yeah, it's the, what they've been able to achieve. The quality as well as the the cost effectiveness. It is it's really something to be admired. And they're just too badass women. They really oh, are. God, just you guys are gonna. We love talked about we talked about what them. it's like to kind of be an entrepreneur. We talked about what it's like to get investments. I thought that was a really interesting yeah. aspect of the conversation. We talked about what it's like to pitch to venture yeah. capitalists. How to leave how how and when to know when to leave your job, your secure your job, job and yeah. uh, really take on a venture and how you know if it's right yeah. for you and, mm-hmm. and, and how you kind of persevere through the rejection of investing mm-hmm. and just kind of like those early days. But it was interesting um, to get names, both of their opinions on yes, it. Yes. Yes. So their names are Sierra and Maddie. They have been childhood friends forever. They went to a Jewish they sleepaway went, camp. It was not a Jewish. Sorry, sleepaway. sorry. It wasn't Jewish, but like they said the majority of the people there were Jewish. Um, so they were, you know, we, we definitely vibed on the, on the summer sleepaway camp. camp, summer camp vibes. Mads and I used to be summer camp girls. Yes, we were. Um, but no, you're just going to hear them speak so passionately and spiritedly and eloquently and eloquently about this this project and this business and you can um, tell their hearts are in it 150 yeah. percent. oh it's gonna be the next big thing so guys. basically they're reinventing the kitchenware space and they're creating solid good quality products at a really great price point that they they are. have um what's the word not rejected They've elected to not go through a middleman, so it's direct-to-consumer purchases, which is how they keep their pricing so low. Mm-hmm. Um, and their brand is just like this vintage, warm 70s kitchen vibe. Bright colors. Oh. Jewel tones. Lots Ooh. of jewel tones. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, you're going to love this one, sisters. You guys are going to love this, and see you next week. Enjoy.
Sierra and Maddie started Great Jones, a line of approachable and beautifully designed kitchenware because they believe in the power and pleasure of making food with your own hands, even if you're just frying an egg. Their childhood friends of 20 years who first met at summer camp where they bonded over a love of chipwich ice cream sandwiches and pizza pockets. Prior to starting Great Jones, Sierra worked as a food editor at New York Magazine and won a James Beard Award for her writing. She also hosted a show for CBS This Morning interviewing chefs. Maddie comes from the startup world. She managed consumer insights for Warby Parker and was a product manager at Zola. They're both first-time entrepreneurs. So without further ado, Sierra and Maddie. Okay, sisters, let's talk about hair shedding. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Hi, I've been there. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. Ugh, thinning hair just isn't the vibe. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Amen. Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth just doesn't cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow through different stages, such as postpartum, like me. After I gave birth, I noticed that around the crown of my head, my hair was shedding. I've been taking Nutrafol for almost three months at this point, and I am not kidding you when my husband, my friends, my family have been commenting on how long, strong, and healthy my hair has been looking lately. I mean, sisters, if you've been watching OK Sister on YouTube, you've seen my hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. I mean, 86% is a lot of women. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code OKSIS. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring-summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. 
when I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) On cue. Oh, my God. Fellow sleepaway campers. Yeah, we we, we were a big sleepaway camper. We went to... Which camp? Camp Pest Kramer in Malibu. Okay. Uh, Yes, we were spoiled. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, burned down down in in the the Malibu fire. That's awful. I know. Sorry to hear that. I know. But anyways, I feel like there's two people in this world. Ones who went to sleepaway camp and others who did not. Yes. You know what I mean? Which one did you guys go to? We went to Camp Mattapanai in Naples, Maine. Oh wow. All girls. Oh, oh interesting. Wow. Yeah. yeah. All girls. Yeah. Oh. That's was it Jewish? Real. No. It was kind of Jewish. It was kind of Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> Jewish. There was nothing religious about it, but there was a high percentage of Jewish. Right. Women. Okay, I got it. Like, got it. I feel like all Jews go to sleep like camp. Yeah, and I'm, only I'm gonna Jews agree go with that statement. Yeah. It yeah. definitely is a part of Jewish culture. Right? Yeah. Right? Amazing. Okay. So as we always do, round of current fixations. Okay, I will start. Okay, Scout. Okay, so this was actually one of my first current fixations when I had my own podcast and Mads came on as a guest. But I'm reigniting this fire. Um, I'm really into Vogue magazine right now, but specifically the personal essay. The first article of every single Vogue issue is a personal essay. I love that's my always my favorite. Yeah, column. and they're so good. I just they're so amazing. The writing is like impeccable. I just read one about a mother who had a child and the baby was like super sick and like needing to go into all of these um, doctors visits and hospitals and like how to raise a child who is sick and then the other one was about a woman who left the catholic church because of all the pedophilia and sexual assault oh my so God. it's like super interesting they they cover a wide range of topics um so yeah do That's you still I'm, get the print issue yeah i, I have a subscription actually oh yeah you. i know it comes to my house and they've been kind of stocking up and piling up but since we're in new york right now I took them all on the plane and read through the whole entire thing. Amazing. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. Um, Bringing your own magazines to an airplane is a real power move. Right? Not having to buy them at the Right? And I'm always surprised about how expensive magazines are these days. so much more expensive. It's like $6.25 for a vote. It's because everyone's reading it online. Yeah, but online doesn't have what the print publication has. I agree. I am a print diehard. Same. So I... very much believe in the power of that. It feels like a luxury to, mm-hmm. to page yeah. through and see the photographs. Exactly. It's so. a, it doesn't have the same feel when you read it online. No, and online, Vogue Online is like just like the pop culture moments. It's just like the flat, the totally. fast news. It's not like, I mean, they put, of course, they put in depth articles online, but online's more for like celebrity news, I feel like. Yes. Whereas it's like, less fashion. Exactly. Where like reading yeah. a Vogue has like serious articles. You forget the journalistic art that is an is in a vogue yeah it's amazing yeah. amazing so that's my current fixation fabulous okay mine it's gonna be a little basic oh no but i love oat milk 
Oh my god! <laughs> I am just in. Oh. I am a slave to like the Instagram capitalism. A lot of things. I if something is trendy on Instagram, I probably have ascribed to it. That's how she got into whiskey because she thought it was trendy, <laughs> and my, and her boyfriend and I used to make fun of her all the time for it. But she actually stuck with it. Yeah, wow. I'm a woman of my word. Um, anyways, but like oat milk, it's just it feels hearty. It's delicious. What's wrong with almond milk? Almonds are not good for the drought. Oh, you're right. We have the drought in mind as Southern California yeah, folk. Exactly. Okay. Um, so oat milk, everyone. Try it out. I'll try it out. Try it out. Okay. Sierra? My current fixation. So I recently moved and we are about to move offices. So Ooh. I am looking at furniture in every moment Fabulous. of my spare time. And I'm really, really interested in vintage antique furniture specifically mid-century classic mm. oh you are ta- you are preaching <laughs> to the choir yeah. right now so i am like on domino looking i am on craigslist i had a really great find of a craigslist table last week i was thrilled about like Isn't i know the best when you oh, find something your best oh, table yes. was 150 dollars nice so massive dining room table holy shit i was thrilled oh um so i am like i'm on cherish i'm on i'm on apartment deco i am just like constantly looking and thinking about furniture amazing i love when i'm in that moment it's kind of overwhelming because there's so many options yes but it just it's there's so many cute resources and you know things to just scroll through i used to when i was i'm kind of bummed because i finally finished furnishing my apartment with like all this mid-century modern stuff and my husband keeps looking i'm like we don't need anything else like there's no room anymore (laughs) but like once you're done it's pretty sad the quest is so fun (laughs) (laughs) the quest i love that and i love i mean what you could do i love selling things too i mean if you just finished it but i love like like Mm. i'm i currently just this morning i put something up on craigslist and someone tried to make me a deal i did not like and they kept persisting and then i said you blocked and i blocked them (laughs) Oh my god! You're blocked. Cr- you're blocked. That's from Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's like I, yes. we obviously don't treat our customers like this, but when you're, <laughs> but when you're selling like a pe- like a lamp on yeah. Craigslist, yeah. it's a very interesting, very different interaction I with the buyer. That. Yeah, I love oh that. my god, amazing. Okay, Maddie. Mm, the first thing that comes to mind, which is also quite basic, okay, is I'm getting married in the fall. And like any good bride, I'm like kicking up my workout routine amazing um and i just started training with this company called the live method Ooh, i have heard of this yeah. even they're though like, i'm fr- we're from la i have heard of yeah, this they're just in new york yeah i'm sure they'll expand soon. yeah but yeah yeah i i just started with this woman a few weeks ago and she's amazing mm-hmm and it's just like a great I feel program. like I know so I don't know if you guys know um like girl with no job that instagram account yeah no, she's no, like a meme person whatever yeah. her sister was getting married and she went to the live method and she would just like post all of these like training sessions and I think they're like aren't they known for like one on one like yeah. really intense yeah I feel like they it's kick tough. people I feel like they kick people into like wedding gear I can't here. walk for yeah. days after but it's Amazing. great I and love that they come to my apartment which is nice and I, I love them so they come to your apartment workers. yeah that's amazing yeah amazing oh love it okay Let's, Let's get into great jobs. Right in. We're obsessed yeah. with this brand, first yeah. of all. You guys, like, brava. <laughs> like, your website what you've built. is impeccable. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about the brandy. But first, let's start from the beginning. What was, like, the aha moment for Great Jones? So I think that when we both realized that we had access to all kinds of knowledge about kitchenware and furnishing your home and mm-hmm. cookware, and yet still felt like even with, even with this kind of privilege that we'll get into of, of this knowledge that it was really confusing and unpleasant to figure out what you need and why. Mm-hmm. And the aha moment was really, I had a personal feeling that I was a food writer. I got to talk to all of these chefs and cookbook authors and I was trying to figure out what I need to upgrade my kitchen and still was going in circles and still felt like from an aesthetic and design standpoint that nothing um, really excited me or mm-hmm. satisfied my tastes. And, and I was just feeling like, wow, I'm in this position where where I do have access to all this information and it's still like a really confusing thing to purchase. I really wanted beautiful things mm. and I didn't want to wait until I got married to get them. 
And I just started to think, like, why is there not a modern brand of that space? And, Mad- and, I, mm-hmm. and Maddie and I started talking about it, and she had a lot of deep, deep experience in this as well and, and also felt like this. So, like, together, really, that, like, oh, my God, how, if we're both experiencing this, perhaps yeah. there's something here. I think the aha moment for me was more about what we both brought to the table, mm. and it's been a really interesting year um, kind of learning more about each other and learning more about our own work styles and like perspectives on how to build the business and totally from the beginning probably and like I remember having conversations with my parents and my fiance it was about how we really complement each other so well and the things that I could do differently than Sierra and, and vice versa and I think that was like one of the most compelling things in my gut that I was totally. like, oh, we have to do this together. How like, weird was it though? That y- I mean, you guys have been lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. Was that a hesitation going into business together, or did it feel natural because you guys knew each other so so deeply? It it was the op- it was n- the opposite. Okay, I think, and a lot of what we talk about now is like, yeah. I mean, there was no hesitation on that yeah. front. And just thinking about how each of our skill sets complemented each other really right. well. It just th- made it made sense. I think what made it make sense too was that we were strong we were, we were strong friends, but we also have, have really respected each other professionally. And I mm. think a big part of our friendship and what we talked about was work and our ambition. That mm-hmm. always played yeah. a pretty major role in our relationship and that we had built very different careers and had very different skill sets there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't like the concern of just partnering with your friend where you just like, like yeah. exactly the same things and do exactly the same things. So you're like, we right. might as well just hang out every day. Like we really felt like um, our interests were complementary. Amazing. So you guys both left secure established jobs to become entrepreneurs. What went into that decision? Was the leap scary? How did you decide to pull the trigger? Yes. It's probably different for each <laughs> of us. <laughs> yeah. This was something that I've, entrepreneurship has been part of my career since I graduated. Mm. I've worked at a bunch of startups, and so I've seen up close and personal how to build businesses and how to think about growth from the early, early days. And so it's always something I've been really excited to try out on my own. Um, there have been opportunities before where I thought about things, but it didn't really make sense until now. But it wasn't that scary for me. It was more like, let's put our heads down and like get to work and do this. Yes, I felt a lot. <laughs> I felt a ton of anxiety. <laughs> I I went to journalism school. I was working as a journalist for six years. I was at my job in New York Magazine for five. This was a huge part of my identity mm-hmm. and and a job that I felt really grateful for, especially as now we see that it's it's harder to hold on to journalism jobs. Totally. Um, it it was a, it was what I just always thought I would do, and I and I was doing it successfully. So I had not imagined myself going down this kind of path but I really did feel like we had this idea we had this aha moment where I I think the aha moment to really crystallize it's a good question was Mm. like okay someone's going to do this first it was why shouldn't it be us and then it was really who better than us right and really knowing that and holding that and feeling like there is a sense of urgency there we knew we would approach this in a way that no one else would Mm. but that we did see a real need for it. And, and to put something out in the world, we wanted to be responsive to that need um, and not wait and sit on it. So it was hard for me. Um, Maddie made the leap first, and that that really helped and gave Inspired. me the confidence. Um, we also did some strategic things, like started testing the water as to what mm. it would be like to raise money and had yeah. conversations around that. Mm. Like I did not, I could not just financially support myself jumping into mm-hmm. this. And so putting some, you know, like really... We yeah, we started having the wheels turn before. Yeah, we spent we just quit months Absolutely. talking to as many people as possible, getting feedback on the idea and product designs and the market. And so it wasn't just like let's just jump in. It was a lot more strategic. We wrote like a twenty-page business plan that ha- hasn't seen the light of day. But yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that. So okay, so for those listening who don't know, can you describe what Great Jones is? Um, Great Jones is a modern kitchenware company, and the idea is to really modernize the experience from start to finish, helping people figure out exactly what they need in their kitchens and why, um, offering really beautiful, high-quality products that you don't need to wait for someone else to purchase for you if you happen to be getting married that are more accessibly priced, and that, and also modernizing the ways in which you're empowered to use these, um, the inspiration around it, 
and and really helping you feel more confident in your kitchen. I feel like today you hear these types of stories, right, of young people kind of coming in revolutionizing antiquated markets. And, you know, the big players are like monopolies of these types of industries. And it seems like this more like direct-to-consumer model, these young entrepreneurs are just flipping it on its head. Was that something you guys thought about? Like, was it a formula that you had seen I mean I know that you worked at Warby Parker Zola also you know has that type of edge like was that something that you were aware of and and how did it play into how you started I think what we were aware of was that no brand was speaking to us in a way that felt exciting or interesting or you know compelling to go out and buy and not just you know wait till we were getting married or something like that when I was at Zola it was I was sitting next to the cookware buyer. I was seeing a lot of the marketing decisions being made from these third-party companies, and I was just noticing that they were really outdated and they weren't thinking about how to reach a modern consumer in a way that the modern consumer wants to be reached. So that was definitely part of it. Like, we we definitely saw a ton of white space, Mm -hmm. um, but we really wanted to make this our own. It wasn't like, let's take the playbook from XYZ Company. And Sierra, honestly, like, a huge asset of having Sierra involved and a partner of mine, because I do come from that world, was having this totally new, unique, sort of interesting perspective that didn't work for five years in these companies and sort of see how that playbook was going. Absolutely. I think we've, we feel like probably the least interesting thing about Gray Jones is that we're, quote-unquote, direct-to-consumer company mm-hmm. to us. That just means, yeah, we sell on the internet. The internet is where people buy things now, yeah. mm-hmm. especially our generation. That allows us to also make a really high-quality product that mm-hmm. can hold up the Le Creuset's of the world um, and, and be more reasonably priced because we're not going through a third-party retailer. But like mm-hmm. that, is, that, to me, is the classic direct-to-consumer playbook that like a Warby has mastered and, sure. and proven as a compelling business model. And that's like we certainly, we certainly have benefit from that and mm-hmm. have modeled that. But to me, it's really like the least – like it can't stop there. And I think what a totally. lot of startups do is that's, that's their only brand proposition. It's just that. It's, mm-hmm. okay, product, quality, price. But like we really wanted um, our design both in like – both in how it looks and how mm-hmm. it functions be something that was so exceptional – but also really take a really strong perspective there um, and how the, both in the branding of the website, how it looks, but also the products themselves. Okay, so let's talk about the branding. Yeah, we need to talk about the branding. Which, what is going on? How is it so freaking impeccable? And where did the inspiration come from? Everyone (laughs) everyone (laughs) just go to Gray Jones' website. You guys will know what we're talking about. branding is so on point. Thank you. That's that's wonderful to hear. Um, You know, I think it actually speaks to your prior question of like, we didn't want to disrupt cookware. We didn't want okay. to like disrupt cooking. Like cooking is this wonderful nod to prior generations. Usually mm. your memories are very tied to your family. Um, there's an inherent nostalgia to it that we really wanted to celebrate and have the branding honor. Um, so we wanted to feel a little retro. I mean, it ties into how much I like vintage furniture, but like we wanted to feel like opening a really amazing vintage cookbook mm-hmm. um, and that warmth of like the logo is very 1970s inspired. We want a lot of rich color and joy and warmth. Um, we, we felt like that's what cooking and eating feels like. Mm-hmm. How can we how can we try to capture that? That's so smart. There's, and it does capture it that. Does it capture feels that. like that essence. Yeah, there's that vintage kind of moment there for sure. Yeah. So how many products do you guys have available right now? We have five products that Mm. we sell individually a la carte and as a set. So was that a strategic decision to kind of go out into the market with just a very small product offering? And what what went into that? So we did a lot lot of research up front. And that was research with both people in our target demo, asking them what they use most frequently and what sits under their you know, sink and collects dust. Mm. And also leveraging a lot of Sierra's network and saying from a more professional home cook or cookbook author side, what do people need in their kitchen and why? Right. And using those two sort of databases or groups of people, we came together to come up with these five pieces, which are the essentials. Mm. Um, it was strategic to launch with five. We will certainly be expanding and mm. bringing out more product in the future, but we wanted to keep it straightforward and easy and not overwhelming or confusing. We found that was a common pain point in the market is that there's pages and pages of cookware that you can scroll and, you know, have to decide between. And we didn't, we just wanted to 
avoid that. Amazing. Yeah. And also to really acknowledge, we cross materials in our set. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have cast iron enamel, we have stainless, and we have a nonstick ceramic piece, which are all really valuable to your kitchen. And one of the things that, that as these kind of antiquated brands have done is they've all really just, they've narrowed it on one specific material. Mm-hmm. And then you have to go to one place for this, another place for that. And it's confusing to figure out, okay, what, what, which piece actually is best for the kind of cooking I want to execute. So by offering different materials and crossing that, one, we're able to say it's a one-stop shop. But two, hey, you know, if you're roasting a chicken, use our Dutch oven. If you're boiling pasta, you want to use our stock pot, which is called the big deal. Mm. Um, Really allowed us, I think, to drive home the educational piece of this. Mm. Um, I think that cooking has become, food has become this cultural source this cultural force, but cooking has, has felt a little bit overwhelming to people. It's felt like as a celebrity chef thing has taken off that you need, if you're, you're only cooking, if you're emulating that mm. and, and how can we make this um, seem, seem more accessible and, and welcoming to people. So you guys have such um, an amazing emphasis on the experience and the education that goes behind cooking. Have you guys been able to kind of garner a community around these products and what does that community look like? Yeah, so, so social media is the, is the best way to do this. And mm-hmm. the most amazing thing for us, because you know we only launched in November, is seeing wow. these out in the world and seeing what people are making and how they're using it. And, and that ranges from someone using our stock pot yesterday to make chili for the Super Bowl oh, to, to seeing people arranging flowers in them as we've done at some of our events. Like, that's that's endless and like we always feel like how fortunate are we that our medium is food because it's something people so want to share and and you and that that's not just like posting a cool instagram post it's also like sharing with friends the sharing with family yeah. like like food is just food so inherent to that um so so we're really seeing that that take off pretty organically on social which is which is fun We've also had some yeah. fun instances of people reaching out to our customer experience line. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good example. And asking what they should cook or oh, if we could send them oh, recipes. Cool. And that's been really fun to watch, too, and to try and cultivate sort of behind the scenes. It's yeah. just being a resource for, for people to figure out what to yeah. cook and when. Are you yeah. guys good chefs? <laughs> yes. Decent. <laughs> you're yeah, like, you're yes, like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> we are not. We don't come at this from professional perspective. Like, right. I think and that's what that I love. It's I an empathetic. It's yeah. empathetic. I consider yeah. being a good Real. chef, like, yeah. how often we do this and making yeah. time for it in your busy life. And it doesn't mean that I'm, that, like, we're always cooking some impressive, like, bosom feast. Mm-hmm. But, like, we make time for it. And, and it's, it's yeah. funny because we ask that question a lot to people who we talk to who want to know about the brand. And everybody has the same. Like, no one's confidently said, yeah, I'm a great chef. No one yeah. feels confident. And that's totally. part of what we're hoping to you know, instilling people. Yes. We probably oh. should answer that differently next time. <laughs> <laughs> Be confident. Yeah. Yes. I mean, look, we are, yeah, we're not professionals. Yeah. And, we get, and we get to, we think a lot about when we're spotlighting people, you know, through Great Jones, we spotlight some professionals. We have some, you know, great recipe columnists. And we also spotlight, like, we spot, we, this guy is an ESPN host, and he talked about alcohol mm. coaches an egg. And, like, all he does is really make breakfast and make eggs. And that's, like, that's us. Yeah. That's all that's we can do. Totally yeah. Okay, speak for yeah. yourself. You don't cook for shit, but I can cook, okay? I can only I'm make eggs. Like, that is I'm not, it. like, the best you know cook, but I can cook a yeah. meal for, like, four people. Oh, yes. I didn't know that. My husband's Why you cook for unbelievable me? chef. Okay. We so need to get you well. some Great Jones in there. Literally, yeah, we really do. I He didn't know how to make pasta when we first moved in together, so I was convinced that he didn't know how to cook and then one day he came home with like all of these ingredients he didn't follow a recipe and he just whipped up like a three-course meal and wow. I was like dude you are so in trouble yeah. because now you have to cook all the fucking time <laughs> you're the designated <laughs> you're the designated chef yep I think I think that's wonderful yeah no I just I love the idea of bringing the cookware out into the kitchen as well and having it on display because that's something I totally resonate with I stick it away in a drawer somewhere in my kitchen and it's not something that is celebrated and that it can be on display and I love that aspect of your guys's business um let's talk about the name yeah where is that from from? the name is um first and foremost a nod to a woman named Judith Jones who passed away Mm. in 2017 she was a cookbook editor and author Mm. whose legacy has really gone quite unknown, but she discovered Julia Child. She was oh, wow. Oh, she just wow. Actually fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I just keep going. 
Um, other fact, she she pulled Anne Frank's manuscript out of the reject pile. Oh, what? What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was gonna say fun Jewish fact. And that didn't feel like that it. Oh my Jewish god, fact. that is unbelievable. That is interesting a, Jewish fact. Yeah, not not fun, but interesting Jewish fact. she's amazing, and she wrote it several co- books herself. Um, yeah. So it's a nod to her, as well okay. as um, there's a New York City block called Great Jones Street. Yes, that's really beautiful. And, you know, we're we're building this in New York. Yeah. So, yeah. Were you guys born here? Where were you? Where you, where'd you guys grow up? I'm from outside the city. Okay. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. There you go. So wow. East Coasters. Yep. Oh, love it. We tried to be East Coasters at one point in our life. Yeah. I went to NYU for one year and, I and went then to I Sarah transferred L- to USC. And I went to Sarah Lawrence for one year and I left after a year. <laughs> we were we like, tried. We, we tried. We really tried. Sunshine. It was I don't just blame like you. Too yeah, it's okay. I it was actually was, was fine with the winter. I feel like I roughed it pretty well. You know, it wasn't bad. The only thing is when I first came here, it was hurricane Sandy. Oh, oh and was I was like, time. "What the fuck is oh, this yeah, weather?" I forgot about that. I don't know. Like, I didn't have any electricity, and I was like, "Nope, not for me." Not yeah, for me. no. I go back I to the war. <laughs> okay, so I want to ask, what advice would you give? Let's say someone's listening to this podcast and they really want to venture into their own entrepreneurial dreams. What advice would you give someone who's just starting out in their company? I think something that we say a lot now, just because it was so beneficial for us is just talk to as many people as possible Mm -hmm. just write down a list of questions that seem to be stopping you from from jumping in Mm -hmm. and figure out who the best person to answer that question is in in your network we feel fortunate we had a lot of really great people in our network but I think some of the most impactful people (laughs) in helping us dive in here were the ones that we least expected like random family friends who like Mm -hmm. worked in the kitchen industry or shipping or had like a deep experience you know, working with UPS and figuring out what that looked like. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, just leveraging people, you know, and friends of friends to help validate the idea. If you talk to them about it and they seem excited, that's definitely a step in the right direction. And, and just, yeah, putting it out there. Cause once you get feedback, it becomes clear whether people are, that's such an, that's interesting that you said that, like talking to people that have experience with UPS and things like, like things that you didn't think you would need yeah, to because know. Yeah, we knew the about least starting about. a company. Yes. It was kind of, um, reminds me of Jen Hyman. She's the founder of Rent the Runway. She always said, like, if I knew I was going to be in the dry cleaning business, like, I would never do this. Like, we're right. one of the biggest dry cleaners in the world. And it's so interesting because you forget about all those little, like, non-sexy parts of yeah. starting we, a business yes and we actually ended up one of our first hires was someone from another company who we just asked for advice <sighs> who who worked in operations and it's a really great way to meet people and, and build and, and build context there Absolutely. i would say my answer is really think about how how you're going to approach something differently mm. there's always that saying like there's no original ideas there's just like original ways to exit but look, we are not the only ones to create cookware. Um, we aren't. We also aren't the only startup to approach this. But we really did feel like we had a very novel way to do this that couldn't be replicated, and that's important to hold on to. Mm-hmm. As you know, even become more successful, and people will try to to replicate what you're doing. Like mm-hmm. we really felt like we were it from from the way the website looked, the way the products looked, and the way, you, you know, you said that style played such an important role in this. We, we believed that was going to resonate. Um, so I think I think really think deeply about what you're doing that's yeah. different and be less concerned about other people having the same general concept idea if you can prove that. Yeah, I think that's always like a, uh, a step, or people are a little afraid of that where they – feel like they need to invent something completely new. Like, no, you can just make something better. Yes. Yeah. But take a perspective on it. Totally. And, mm-hmm. and yes, and you, yes, you do not need to, to <laughs> invent something. People ask us during invest meetings, oh, do your handles pop off? And does this cookware transform into a table? Like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> oh my God. like a whole in, new cookware. They, yeah. People look for just inventions because that's the most basic way to, to assess I guess something being novel, but there's right. much more nuanced ways mm-hmm. to do this. But I think really take a perspective on how you're going to take a step. Yeah. You, I also think find a partner. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk yeah. about don't let's, do it alone. Let's talk yeah. about a partnership because um, I've had a few partnerships before Mads and I started this podcast, 
And my dad always told me that a partnership is harder than a marriage. Mm -hmm. So what advice do you have to people who are looking to go into business with either their sister or their friend or maybe a stranger? But how how do you kind of navigate the life of a partnership? Yes, it's a great question. Um, I think one, we from day one put a lot of work into the health of our partnership Mm -hmm. and how we communicated, the time we gave to each other. Um, we, we see a business coach regularly. So important. And we did that, you know, I very much believe in the power of talk therapy in my personal life. Why shouldn't that apply to your business life? Mm -hmm. And really making sure that we are communicating strongly. Um, it's, there's, we're moving at a mile a minute. There's Mm -hmm. a million things. There's, there's a lot of, we're both doing things we've never done for the first time. Um, I think that takes a lot of trust and communication and making sure that there's time carved out on your schedule for that. Incredible. Do you guys ever like say, okay, we're not talking business. We're going out as friends tonight. <laughs> we could do a better job we of that. We've tried, yes. we've tried a few times. Oh, it always, I was going to say, I don't think we do that either. I no, think we I talk know. about okay sis, no matter where we are, but it, it bleeds just, in and out. But yeah. I still feel like we have a health, like we have a nice, yeah. Health. I mean, we like, talk yeah. about our personal lives intertwined with yeah professional yes but yeah it's like most of what we spend our time thinking about so Mm. yes yes and we don't we don't now we've gotten so busy like we don't see each other almost every day like we the times that we do spend are nice to catch up about work and and personal and personal that do you guys think you'll ever do a brick and mortar are you going to stick to online not well, out of the question. Not out of the question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We did a pop-up in Los Angeles. I oh. at Squirrel at oh. the restaurant Silver Lake. Oh, my God. That is the most perfect <laughs> branding <laughs> partnership. Holy yeah. shit. She's great. Jessica's great. Oh, and so we, we did it there. And that was so – it's it's really amazing to see these just, like, out in the wild. Like, yeah. Yeah. like we said, like, this is food and cooking, like – it it's is universal. so wonderful to have people yeah. gather around and we did cooking classes. Like, oh. like it is a disservice to just have these exist on your screen solely. Mm. Um, so I think we'll be, but we really want to, I think if you are walking into a pop-up or a store or something, like you want to be eating, you want to be tasting, you want to be experiencing mm-hmm. it in a way that's that's very, I think, thoughtful and mm-hmm. immersive. So um, I think it's more of a long-term plan. But yeah, I love it. Oh, okay, so just so people can get an idea of the price point, what what's like your most inexpensive product what's your most expensive or what's the package of all of them yes um our small fry is our non-stick ceramic so there's no teflon there's no health concerns there it's 45 dollars. amazing um, wow uh we have a few other products um the the most indivi- expensive individual product is the dutch oven which is the duchess which is 145 that's probably the biggest price differentiation from what you normally associate with like a Le Creuset or mm-hmm. a Staub, which mm-hmm. is in the $400 range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so our in, our five-piece set in its entirety costs three ninety five. Mm-hmm. What? Oh my god! So <laughs> I just sorry. So I knew I knew the individual price, yes. but I didn't realize altogether it was that inexpensive. I just got married, so I did the whole registry thing. We actually didn't get a lot of pots and pans, so I might be uh, creeping Ooh, up on you okay. soon. Yeah. Um, but that's unbelievable. Yeah, that's sorry. I'm like in shock that's right good. now. <laughs> good. It's a it's a good price point. It's, it's incredible. It's an incredible price point. It's a good value. Yeah. Yeah. We absolutely. really one. I think that a big part of this was that. These can be beautiful. These can be high quality. The, the The pricing structure of this is largely based on third-party retailers and brands that have been around for many, many decades. And we saw a lot of room there in, in, that, in ways that we did not we, we did not sacrifice quality. Um, we could really just execute through doing this directly. Can you talk to us about the manufacturing and yeah, the fa- and your yeah your relationship with the fa- with the factories and is sustainability or w- what goes into the strategy behind that? Yes. So a really interesting part of this process, Maddie and I took a trip overseas to go visit factories in the spring. Um, Cookware's made all over the world. So there's Got a big it. question of like, where do you there's go? There's some made in the States, there's some made in France, there's, there's, there's obviously a lot of cookware made in China and mm-hmm. Thailand. And like, where do we begin to source this? Yeah. And, and we also required a completely custom build for all of our products um, down to like the angles of the bottoms of the pots and how they like touch the surface of the stove. Like, um, so one, there was really finding a factory that we felt confident in, but also a factory in turn, which, 
felt good about us mm-hmm. um, and wanted to take a chance on two young women doing something. So this is where what Maddie said, talking to as many people as possible. Like we like like David Chang, who runs Momofuku and is one of our investors, we met with. Oh, and incredible. He introduced a friend, friend and Damn. we talked to the two women who <laughs> run away luggage who um, – Long story short, talk to, to everyone. Like talking to people over the world, and we wow. ended up zeroing in on two different factories that are two different regions of China, mm. which we visited in the spring, and are skyping with, and have a very close relationship with, um, and have people on the ground there helping us oversee that. And it was really important one the quality of the production process, but also how they treated how they treated their employees mm-hmm. and their staff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we really like f- video, like we FaceTime them oh. frequently. Um, there's a ver- as as much as we can. Um, it's been a real. We want to immerse ourselves in, in, in the learning process. process of yeah, that. yeah. That's so. That's so, so smart. Taking it back, how long did it take you guys from the idea, the inception of the idea to launch? How long was that process? So, so we've been working on this full time from February. Oh my god, that's a fast launch. November first week in November we launched, but we started talking about this and doing a bunch of those consultations right. and some research in late fall of twenty seventeen. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Yeah, so it was on your minds, but still, that's an incredibly yeah, fast really launch. Hard. I mean, we yes. like we knew we wanted to do this. We didn't want to sit on it. We wanted to be mm-hmm. out to market quickly. And holiday was a big goal for us, mm-hmm. just because we had a hunch, which ended up being true that these would be really giftable mm-hmm. so yes definitely we wanted yeah. to get out for the holidays i think something mm-hmm. that also helped was that we had we had this we took this very clear perspective on design and we had these renderings mm-hmm. that we got to bring to this factory actually like that is a rendering on the wall but yeah, it looks identical it. to our products Amazing. and we said hey this is exactly really what you want we want you to do it's been yeah. 3d printed we tested it um and i think Finding the right partners, obviously, who are able to execute that, but really saying we have a clear vision for this. Mm-hmm. Um, can you make this happen? As opposed to like, well, should we do that? Should we do this? Yeah, um, like going in with yes. that directness. Yeah. So I think what takes people a long time traditionally is that production process and that testing process, often because perhaps they're not really sure what they want. Interesting. Absolutely. And how did that aid in your investing investment pursuit? Because um, raising money is a whole beast of its own what was your experience with that and how did you guys end up finding the right investors yeah so we our first round of funding was what we call friends and family round Mm -hmm. it ended up being friends and family and people in our extended networks um but we approached that process with no company name renderings and a vision Mm -hmm. and at that point people were really betting on us which was really nice it was people who sort of knew us and knew our careers and, and knew our capabilities and invested um, and that round closed in March of last year. So that was like one of our first first steps because we needed capital to fund the foundation of the business. Mm-hmm. We then waited until we had actual physical prototypes of the products because we felt like that was a huge milestone for us mm-hmm. and something to actually bring into meetings. And we went out and raised our seed round in the fall, right before we launched. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, that was an interesting process. It was a <laughs> lot of conversations, a lot of explaining to Sierra's point, why we were different and how we were going to build this business. Um, and we ended up finding a really, really great partner in General Catalyst, mm. which is a New York-based big VC fund, and specifically a guy named Peter Boyce, who was our champion there and is now on our board and heavily involved in the business in general. Um, how many VCs did you pitch to with before one oh, said yes. I'm not even a lot. sure. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like? The, the thing always that's about VC, wow. VC is like dating. Yes. It's so similar in that Interesting. everyone is interested, <laughs> but like they no want one someone else to actually jump. Yeah. And then when someone jumps, they all... Everyone wants it. Everyone wants it. Such that's a great comparison. Also like dating. No one ever says no. They mm. just go... Mm, think about this i'm not really sure if it's the right time mm. it's like maybe some or like i don't know like there's just this they never want to be on record turning you down mm, interesting. because then if someone else shows Sh- they can say well you know actually we were just a little caught up like so there was a lot <laughs> oh of God. stringing along and vagueness that right. goes into it was that discouraging though like how did you 
<laughs> recover from that. Like, I just, I'm just thinking of myself. Like, I don't, like, the the rejection, the, con- I don't know. What, They're do- different for the two of us. Yeah. Of us. <laughs> I actually <laughs> felt like the me. more, yeah. the more that we did our pitch, the better, I was, the better we got at it. Yeah. And, then, and the more I was like, I Believe was like, in it. Why wouldn't you fucking invest? Right, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I derived a lot of confidence from us doing it because I really, it, it was like, it's a it's little like bit of like the fake it till you make it. Like you start off being like imposter syndrome. You're like, we're doing this sure. thing. I have a bot, like I used to go to parties. I'm like, I'm like, like a bot company. <laughs> and then you have to like perform and stand up. It was also very similar yeah. to my work as a journalist when I tried to pitch stories. Mm, and like, yeah. we would get in front of people and we'd stand up. And like, I felt like our pitch was so tight. I felt like we were such this strong powerhouse to do this that I just like, each time we did it and got better at it, I was like, yes, this is a this great is deal. It. Yeah, this um, is it. So yeah. I really like my confidence. I, I sort of took it in a great way, but Maddie had somewhat of a different reaction, it's, which is normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to get. I mean, it's hard to get a non-answer in general. Totally. And especially when you see this timeline that we had, which was November, and we want to get out, and our products are going to get sent here, and our website's going to be up and running, and this is one other hurdle that we have to figure out. And I was just like, I just want to be on the other side of this. And I didn't doubt that we would figure it out. It was just like, who's the right person? How can we find a good partner that we trust and that Mm. we vibe well with? Mm -hmm. And how can we make this happen sooner rather than later so that we can get back to business mm. and look a lot of these are these are predominantly men they're predominantly male investors i was yeah. gonna say and what's it like going in as two women and not just two women but two young women yeah i mean i i really think that us being two women wasn't is an asset mm. um women predominantly buy cookware yeah so for one, for the category specific, the perspective, and, and men predominantly make, make it. Make it, yeah. <laughs> As they do a lot and of And so we women really products. felt like, like yeah. we were being mindful of things like the weight of the pots. Um, oh, all, all kinds of things that were. And this wasn't just for women, but that we were being right. thoughtful. We were thinking about the emotional connection to cooking in a, in a special way mm-hmm. um, that I think men traditionally weren't. I really felt like it was an asset. Also that taking away our category that just women as entrepreneurs have proven to be more more considerate of capital um smarter with spending better managers like you know i think it's we're really seeing this perhaps if anything from the past year politically yeah um, to really to really trust women in the way they execute these businesses so i feel like that was an asset and i do think we were treated quite respectfully there there was no like horror story like we didn't that's great that experience that's really nice Yeah, yeah that's amazing okay what is next for great Chats? so much a lot of what things. can you tease us? when does this come out uh, soon probably in the next week or two yeah <laughs> valentine's day valentine's it oh. comes up for valentine's day okay we're doing a really wonderful our, our first like partnership um with a few different brands for valentine's day um momofuku milk bar <gasps> and diaspora turmeric which is a great turmeric um we wanted, um, I think Valentine's Day is a really sweet holiday. I know it has a very polarizing opinion. Okay, uh, I like no. never get why Valentine's Day is polarizing. I'm like, why can't we just celebrate love? Like, if I, you're single, I like, I know when I was single, I loved Valentine's Day. I don't get people who, like, shit on Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's because they, they're either not confident in themselves as single people, or they just are feeling vulnerable about being in a relationship. I don't know. People okay. have to People have to do that. We wanted to just make something. Um, yeah. we're, doing, we're doing a very sweet gift that comes with oh. all duchesses for oh. Valentine's Day. So um, So we're excited about that. And it's been, it's it's always nice to tap into like milk. I love milk bar. Yes. I have like memories of like coming to New York for the first time and eating milk bar cookies in my hotel room. So totally. it's cool to then get to work with, with great brands like that and, and learn from them. That's so um, exciting. We are developing some new products. That will be much later. Down the down the line in 2018, right. but we're excited about that. I will say um, a bit cryptically: there's a reason why we call ourselves a kitchenware company and not a cookware company. Ooh. So okay, okay, okay. Wink, wink, wink there. We hear wink, you. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're so excited. Well, just you guys, it's a. Un- so admirable what you've built Aww, and thank you, you. <laughs> i i mean i Sierra, i heard you on second life and i've been following your brand and we actually interviewed pia robio the designer of lpa oh. who did a, a partnership with you guys and she mentioned you and i was like i've been hearing about this company and just knowing that there's two strong like 
capable women behind this brand. It's really, really inspiring. And I just want to let you guys know that yeah, we see you. you. <laughs> and like you. all your hard work is like really, that means it's really sweet. Put it out of the world. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So plug yourself. Let everybody know where they can find you. Yes. GreatJonesGoods.com. And on Instagram, it's just GreatJones. Amazing. Perfect. Guys, run, don't walk. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Amen. Run, don't Amen. Walk. That price point. Scout just like freaked I just, the fuck out. Yeah, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I like literally saw, I saw all the individual ones on your website. I was like, that's amazing. But to put it all together like that, that's unreal. <laughs> so good. I'm going to send so this good. to my husband tonight. Oh, well, thank you guys for <laughs> coming on thank and for you. your thank time. Thank you for coming to New York. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh yeah, we're in there. Cold. We're in the Great Jones HQ. We'll have to come visit you in LA. Yes, yes. totally. Definitely. Come to Definitely. the sunshine, please. Yeah. All okay. right. Love you, sisters. <laughs> Love you, sisters. Hey there. I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 